Welcome to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. We're the podcast that covers everything pop culture and beyond the multiverse. Are you ready to get your geek on? Crank up the DeLorean, warm up the proton packs, toss a coin to your Witcher, and deep dive into your favorite plate of chimichangas. This is Pop X Cast. Listening to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Here we go! Pop X Cast. I was born in it, molded by it. Pop X Cast. It is another, another episode of Pop X Cast coming to you tonight on this November the 21st, 2021. What's up, Lindsay Badger? What's up, Joseph Burke? How Welcome you doing? back to the Pop X universe. I know, right? It's I always good. I love it. I look forward to this every single time we do I it. Do. I do. It just keeps getting better. Better and better. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so good, right? I, I mean, this is like, you know, every two weeks I look so forward to doing this because there's there's this inner geek outlet that I have and I have to like, yeah. it builds up. I and f- then, yeah, it's like know. when you shake a soda can. Yeah. And you just, you gotta, you gotta let it release the beasts. Mm. Of, of All over your face. Optional, but okay. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So if you're wondering where the third guy is, Austin Burke, he should be here later that on. Guy? He had a little bit of a dinner party he had to go yes. to. So we are hoping, fingers crossed, that he can get his butt back home and sit in his chair and help us review Ghostbusters. But I uh yes. we 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 uh it's not the same without him on the opening credits, I'll tell you that much. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, moving forward, man, we have had a jam packed uh, past couple of weeks there's been a lot of geek news happening in the world we've had a couple of really great movies coming out one we're going to be talking about tonight lots and, of trailer um, droppage happening lots of trailer droppage lots happening. of trailer droppage so happening. much going on in the spider-verse right now it's crazy and uh with all of that what's up i want to give a quick shout out right now we got desiree we got dc john poffenbarger uh we got jeremy stoltz we got uh, riley rayer what's up riley 
Don't worry about it when we go and review Ghostbusters. Oh, and Craig, let's yeah. not forget Craig. He just rolled up in here. What's Where's everybody? Craig? The chat oh. is popping tonight. What's up, and we chat? are not even there's there's eleven people hanging out with us. That's right awesome. Now. That's awesome. Yes. And we also got uh what is it, RM Bloke? What's up? Oh yay, another platform to play on. Good day, y'all. Heck yes. Well, hello from the land down under, I do believe. It's good to have you here on PopX Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Uh, Lindsay, are you ready to open this thing up here on and just get the PopX rolling? Are you ready Let's for this? Let's do it. All right. Let's just roll all in it. All righty. Let's just roll all <laughs> up in it. Hey, guys, I am. Uh, this is uh, PopX, where science fiction meets pop culture. I'm Austin Burke, the Appalachian geek at Wait, heart. No, no, that's not you. Uh, that was intentional. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had to do it. Had Wait, to do what? Austin. Awesome. Get your butt in here. You got one job. He's probably he's probably him. driving. He probably on his, has like twenty jobs. But no, we're just gonna do his for him tonight. Seriously, he's probably on his way home, <laughs> driving with us, live streaming as we talk. Right? He's probably like, like pedal to the Dang metal. It, I gotta get there. But anyway, Bla- blaring um, on the horn. I hope he is. I hope there's some hornage going on there. But we'd like to welcome everyone joining us in the live PopX.live chat room. Come hang with us and join the conversation at PopXCast.com. Now, if this is your first time tuning in to PopX for the first 10 or 15 minutes, sometimes 20 if we get a little bit excited over certain things, but we run down the headlines since our last show. And then we deep dive into all things nostalgic on the Retro Rewind. And at the halfway point, we hit the show's topic. So around 9.30, we'll be Busting in some Ghostbusters, if you know what I mean. But I am Joseph Burke, Central Florida seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. Now, I also want to invite you guys to join Lindsay and myself and a host of other creatives in our weekly live streams, The Creative Multiverse, now streaming on Twitch. We're gearing up for our third Whoa. annual Art You Worry this year with an 80s theme, so artists... It's time to sharpen up those pencils and get ready. The 80s is coming to Artuary this year. It's a good list. We are very proud to announce our new Discord server as well for a link to that and get connected to the Creative Multiverse and Popix Cast and all things Creative Multiverse. Be sure to look at the description link in this very very stream that you're looking at right here on YouTube, and there will be a link to our Discord channel. You can join that and start posting some art and meet other creative yes. collectives. That, dis- that Discord server still has the new car smell, so it get does. in there now before it's somebody nice. like farts in it. it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe does like to fart. Sometimes. I do fart a lot. It's true. Yes, it is true. I'm so um, sorry. Well... I guess I should introduce myself. Now. Okay, my yeah, turn, go ahead. Right? Go, okay, yeah. Yes, hi guys. I'm Lindsay Badger, your favorite geeky Oki. Um, if you missed the last episode we did, um, episode 133, we did go over the movie Eternals and we rewound it retro style and threw down <laughs> the Ghostbusters 2. Of course, it was only fitting to do that the week before the big release of this new movie. Mm. So make sure you go over to our official website, popxcast.com. So make sure you watch that rewind and all the other rewinds that we've done in our archive. There's good stuff in there. There's there good, good nuggets. I encourage you to go and check those out. All right. So I like if you nuggets. guys, I like nuggets. I like nuggets. I like chicken nuggets. I like nuggets and chicken nuggets <laughs> and French fried nuggets and all kinds of nuggets. Anyway, you like French fried taters. I like taters. Um, if you guys are liking what you're seeing here so far tonight, <laughs> and you may want to wait until the end of the show to make your final decision. I totally respect that. But if you are enjoying what we're giving you as entertainment tonight, <laughs> make sure you're, you're slamming on that thumbs up button. Slamming on it. Slamming on it. Slam it. And if you want to come back for more, make sure you hit that subscribe button and throw that bell to the ringing position so that you notify mm. 
you get notified when we go live next. Joe's always really good about scheduling these ahead of time so you know what's happening with us. So um, there is that. Also, for our podcast people, that's right, audio only, we're talking to you. Please, if you're enjoying our content, make sure you go over and give us a five-star rating and a nice review if you're digging what we're giving you. If, you're, if, you, if you see what's, what's going here. I, I smell what The Rock is cooking. Are you smelling it? <laughs> Maybe we should shower. Maybe we should clean this chat room or something. It probably has sticky floors and popcorn. We have a thing. Overs. No, this is no no joke, Lindsay. We have a thing that me and Alex always coined here, and this is the most grossest thing you'll ever hear. It's called vacation farts. Oh. And so it's when you're in a line queue oh, at a, in an attraction waiting to get on a roller coaster, and you know yeah. someone's just let the cheese loose, and <laughs> oh, you just and you have it, to bask in it. Oh well, you it's it's a combination. It's like it's like really bad potato French fries meets. Yeah. Anyway, uh, wow. so are you ready for some headlines? <laughs> wow, that's that is the kind of high quality content we're producing here. That people. was really good. Stick around for more. That was, yes, please. Let's. I, I made we have it, a lot of news this week, so I, I think made we should probably roll that out. Yeah, let's do All right. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> We're going to let this one out for you. Pop X News coming your way. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Extra, extra. Read all about it. This is Pop X News. Coming to you live right here on popxcast.com. PopXCast.com. That is right. And coming up here on the top of the list here, if you guys have been living under a rock for the past, uh, I don't know, week or so, uh, this big massive thing for the shareholders of Disney has happened this past week from the 19th to the 21st. Today is actually the last day of it. Uh, D23, which is Disney's massive and I'm doing, I mean, it's I do, huge. I'm talking, it's, it's huge. It's, it's bigly. Um, it is, it's very bigly. Uh, but it, it gave us some really cool things this week that we have not yet seen. Uh, uh, for example, we got to see uh, Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight in the teaser. Mm-hmm. We got to see She-Hulk, first footage ever of Mark Ruffalo coming back as Hulk. And then That's we got cool. to see, uh, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Also, too, some pretty interesting drops, X-Men 97, the continuation of the 94 cartoon. What? I am not. I missed that Oh, where were you That's at? so great. And then we I, got uh, Spider-Man freshman year. <laughs> Spider-Man freshman year. That's, That's going to be, be cool. cool. Uh, then we got Agatha, House of Harkness yes. coming. Because it's Agatha after all. And it is. It was Agatha. Agatha. Also, too, Book of Boba Fett. I'm. Ex- did you I'm see that trailer for that? It looks really good. It looks pretty. It looks beautiful. Yeah. If if any, I don't know about anything about the storyline, but I do know that it's going to sure look pretty while they're doing it. it. It's it's amazing. And then also too, in the Star Wars vein of things, we got to see some concept art for the upcoming Obi Wan Kenobi uh, showdown and. It has been rumored. Now, this was released at D23. Do you remember the giant lightsaber battle at the end of Episode 3? Yes. All right. So between Hayden Christensen and and Ewan McGregor, that long lava fight. It's been rumored that there's going to be another lightsaber Mm -hmm. battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Speaking of lightsabers, did you see the retractable fancy... Yeah, lightsaber toy that yeah. they debuted. Yeah. Oh my god. We've been that talking about that for for months here on Pop X, though. I know, know, but we actually got to like see it in real life demo action, and I was like, mm. yeah, I just got shivers. Pretty cool. Goosey. It's it's an actual working, and and from what I understand, it's it's not plastic. There's no plastic in it. It's a weighted. It's metal first and foremost, and it's 
balanced. So the it, lightsaber has a balance to it, like as if you were actually wielding it. And I believe you could use you, you customize it like you do the other ones at the yeah. Park. You can, you can get the crystals. There's crystals that you can put in it, so you can have a purple or a green or a blue or a pink. Uh, there's different colors depending on your Kyver crystals, whatever crystals you put into it. So uh, it's pretty interesting. Disney is really going on the deep dive on that one, and um, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure that ticket that price is pretty deep. About three fifty four hundred, from what I'm yeah. hearing on the inside. So yeah, it's going to be a little. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a little bit of a heavy hitter there, if I do believe yeah. so. So, but well, I, I like all things Disney. It, it just gives me the good feels. So I'm excited for all the things that they have coming. Same. Up. All right, Lance. Let's talk about uh, some Ghostbusters Let's because, you know, that's what we're here for. That's, that's All right, why we're so, here. All right, so Ghostbusters Afterlife finally hit theaters this weekend, and it managed to knock Eternals out of the top spot at the box office what? after the Marvel movie reigned supreme <laughs> for two weeks in a row. Really? Okay. okay. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife took home $44 million at the box office domestically this weekend after its release... In North America, in 4,315 locations. Wow. According to Box Office Pro, the movie succeeded thanks to both older audiences who were kids when the original movies were released. Guilty. Hell yes. Yep. High Hold, five for that. Up the hand. Yep. And also for the younger audiences who showed up for stars such as Stranger Things, Finn Warfart, and Captain Marvel's Mc- McKenna Grace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fiends. I was there for that, too. I'm there for all of it. I'm here for every bit. <laughs> I'm here for all of it. Yeah. McKenna Grace, the, amazing. Ah, amazing. So the new movie has been out, um, has been met with mixed reactions, earning a 61% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes after 204 reviews. Comicbook.com Spencer Perry gave the movie a 2 out of 5, saying it was abysmally forced references. And while it's not poorly made on the whole it just is exhausting however audiences seem to be more forgiving on the film which has it as a 96 percent audience score after 2500 plus reviews i'm gonna go with the audience score yeah yeah i think um just just leaning towards them a little bit more you know here's the thing about it and i'll break this down to you very quickly a lot of your film critics today are used to films that are made today Okay, right. now you go back to the '80s, and you got you got uh, Siskel and Ebert. Uh, you know <laughs> the old school film critics of of the old days, and you're looking at the generation gap. You got a 35 year generation gap there. Yeah, that's and a big so gap. movies made today are not like movies made in the '80s, first <laughs> and foremost. Okay, and so people that are going to the cinemas and critics that are going to the cinemas, they're imagining some kind of crazy epic blockbuster like. I don't know, the Snyder Cut or some kind of uh, Avengers Endgame type thing. And honestly, whatever happened to going back and just telling a simple tale of teenagers coming into their own, I mean, you know, I want to get into it later in the interview. Yeah. But this Ghostbusters Afterlife literally embodies everything that an 80s classic has to offer. Uh, And I'll fight on that one. I'll, I'll fight you on that one. For well, sure. I don't, I, you're going to fight you, somebody. Lindsay. I don't yeah, fight. I was going to say, you're going to fight somebody. I'm not going to fight anybody. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, I'm just saying, uh, I, you know, I, uh, I understand the rift, but at the same time, you got to understand the critics that are trying to review the film. You have to appreciate the roots. Some of these critics are out there, too, that wasn't even born yet. 
when the when I, part I question two if came they out. even watched the originals before they watched this uh, one. Honestly. I don't know about that. But anyway, <laughs> switching up on uh, the news topic here. Well, I mean, you know, we're just being real here. Right? We'll just stay in the retro vein for we'll a sec. We'll just switch vein. the titles around. Uh, so this is an interesting one, <laughs> and I had to do it. I had to do this, and you guys are going to crack up at this. I appreciate that you did. Uh, okay, well, you know, there's got to be some Barbie we're, love along the way. We're about versatility Listen, here. Listen, we are. We are. We cover G.I. Joes and Ninja Turtles and all that stuff. Why not cover Barbie? Why not? Uh, so one of the top Mavericks, <laughs> uh, Top Gun Mavericks mini release dates actually was this past Friday, November the 19th. Wow, wow. Uh, recently, yeah. the release date was pushed back once again to May 27th, 2022. But it appears that Barbie, based on Natasha Phoenix Trace, they weren't having it. They're like, you know what? She's she's doing this thing now, whether Tom Cruise it. likes it or not. So That's right. Monica Barbero will be playing the role of the fighter pilot to trainee Natasha Phoenix Trace in the forever upcoming Top Gun film. <laughs> now, forever upcoming, we the say. The wording on this correct. It's great. Yeah. It, well, it's fantastic. Is it ever going to come out? Uh, we don't know oh. much about the Phoenix character, but it's clear that she's going to be formidable. Now, according to the description of the new Barbie doll based on her character, Natasha Trace is a supremely confident and capable pilot of fiercely competitive Top Gun flight school uh, wit. Now, whip-smart and talented Phoenix commands the respect of her fellow pilots while conquering barriers in an all <laughs> in and out of the sky. Now, Barbie always finds inventive ways to reach young and old audiences alike, uh, with its ongoing IP licenses and agreements. And it's kind of mm -hmm. cool to see Barbie shifting things up a yes. little bit, you know. Uh, me personally, uh, you know, I this is not something I'm going to so be... So have you pre-ordered this doll yet, Jeff? Uh, there'll be a fat no for me. <laughs> Well, um, I I was a huge Barbie fan when I was a kid. I had all the things. Um, so this makes my heart happy that Barbie is still thriving. And they are always innovating and trying to inspire girls. Um, and it used to be a, a huge body image issue. But they've yeah. even in recent years changed that up to be more representative of various body style types. Yeah. And skin colors and... Ethnicities. In yep. eth yeah, ethnicities and also professions. Barbie does it all, yeah. okay? There's like not Barbie. a profession she doesn't do. So it doesn't surprise me that Barbie took on this role to try to represent that in a female role of having a fighter pilot position available. So I, I say... It's pretty gnarly. That's pretty darn cool. It's pretty gnarly. And you know what? Keeping Movie on the vein, not. keeping on the vein of Barbie, <laughs> this next news segment, she's actually had a Barbie as well. Yes. With Lindsay Badger. Wow, that segue though. Did I you like it. that? I loved it. Well, there right, is a Black so, Widow Barbie. Did you know that? I did. Okay. And, and it's All not right. an action figure. It's okay. an actual All Barbie. Right. All right. So fans and industry ins insiders have a uh, very good reason this year to believe that Scarlett Joe, Scar Joe, Scarlett Scar Johansson, jo. uh, is done with Marvel. After all, her character, Black Widow slash N Natasha Romanoff, has been killed off before she headlined her own film. Additionally, Johansson sued Disney last summer over Black Widow's hybrid release. While the suit was settled two months later, it still seemed unlikely Johansson would ever return to the MCU. Regardless, a new report on Deadline states that Johansson is plotting her Marvel comeback as a producer, mm. not as an actress. 
Deadline's report indicates that Kevin Feige revealed Johansson as producing a top secret Marvel Studios project. Dun, dun, dun. Feige also confirmed that the movie in question would not be Black Widow related. Ooh. Scarlett has lent her talent and star power to the Marvel Cinematic Universe for over a decade, said Feige. She has chosen to play a key part in it for so many years, and I am extremely grateful for working with her has truly been one of the most memorable and rewarding collaborations of my career. So stay tuned for what she has in store, because that's going to be a really cool project. Yeah, this, I this is really interesting because um, I, I, I feel like we're getting some pretty cool um, stuff from Scarlett Johansson. I, f- I feel that that Disney thing uh, where the lawsuit happened. and there I feel was like some... it needed to be addressed by somebody. Yeah. She has such a good, strong foothold in the industry that right. she could make something, some waves a I, little bit. I agree. And I agree. recover. And it's good to see that. It's good to see that, that Disney and Feige are willing to not only just mend bridges, but offer more opportunities beyond the role she's already been portraying. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that came out. Kind of shows that you know whatever issues there were got worked out, and so they're moving. I forward, wouldn't so be I shocked like if she's involved on the upcoming Disney Echo project, Ooh. because here's the thing: that's a female character. Now Echo is going to be premiered this Wednesday on Hawkeye. When Hawkeye drops on Disney Plus, we won't probably won't see Echo right away, but Echo is going to be a character in the new Hawkeye show, and uh, so it was released at D twenty three that Echo is going to be another side off spin show of her own. Makes sense to have Scojo coming back in to, to direct Absolutely. it. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, Absolutely. especially for the choreography and fight scenes. She's so the girl good knows at it. how to throw down. She yeah, she needs to be she, a part of that. She's actually. pretty good. All righty, so what else we got here? And, Lindsay, I'm going to give you credit for this one this week, man. This one just warmed my heart so much. There's nothing greater than warming my heart than the amazing collective of Sesame Street. You know know that feeling you get when you have, like, warm cookies come out of the oven? Like sunny days? Yeah. Bringing the clouds away? Yes. On my way to where the air is sweet? Can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street? Uh, But comic comic creator and DC publisher, chief creative officer. I love that title. By the way, title that I go, Mister Lee. I know. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm the chief officer of DC Comics. Well, that's some big cojones to feel. Jim Lee has filmed scenes for an upcoming Sesame Street special focused on Asian and Pacific Islander uh, communities called "See Us Coming Together." Now, a Sesame Street special is, is the title of it. The special will also introduce the first Korean-American Muppet, a seven-year-old girl named Ji-young, uh, played by puppeteer Kathleen Kim. I'm so excited, thrilled, and honored to announce that I'll be appearing on Sesame Street this Thanksgiving Day, welcoming its new resident, a seven-year-old Korean-American girl named Ji-young. Lee writes on her Facebook, It's crazy and surreal to even write these words, but as a young immigrant boy who literally learned English from reading comic books and watching Sesame Street, I can say that truly this is a dream I had never imagined even possible. I think that's so cool that, that it's kind is of like a cool. full circle story for Jim to just come back to his that's childhood so and revisit that and just have that honor to be a part of it. That's just the coolest it's thing. It's so good. 
And yeah. I, I love that. I mean, I, I'm a, I've always been a big Jim Lee fan. I remember when Jim Lee was working for Marvel and he was doing all these crazy so like, X-Men. Remember the 90s X-Men cut covers when you would like, there were five of them and you could stack them all together to make like a giant poster? I remember those, oh, yeah. so old school. That's all Jim Lee, by the way. And, and I love I love his take on the Batman. Oh, the Batman is just sick. That's like his, that's like his I, signature and And thing. Superman. He can draw some soups, let me tell you. But uh, really awesome. Catch that on this Thanksgiving day. Check local listings wherever Sesame Street airs in your neighborhood. I believe you it's see what HBO, I did there? Yes. You see what HBO I did there? and PBS, I believe, are the Really? HBO Max? Yeah. yeah. HBO owns Sesame Street now. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So HBO Max and PBS. Get it while it's good. Okay. Well, yeah. well we are uh, almost at the half. Can you believe we've talked for almost 30 minutes? Yeah. Wow. It feels like five minutes. Are you ready for Retro Rewind? Let's do it. You sure? Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. Retro Rewind coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind right here on Pop X. You know, we always want to pick those movies that was just a little part of our childhood growing up. Previously, we've done some amazing John Hughes classics like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Breakfast Club. But, you know, we got to round this one out, and it's almost Thanksgiving. Why not do Uncle Buck? Good old family feels. And the pancake the size of an entire... Oh, my gosh, with the snow shop. Oh, my God. It's the best. (laughs) It's so good. It's the best. So I chose this movie particularly because it was one of those feel-good movies. Anytime I see John Candy's name as one of the title actors, I don't know what it is. I'm just just magnetically drawn to John Candy. And, And, you know, John Candy was typecast a lot as kind of like the slob character or the goof, you know, in a lot of his roles. There's very few roles that he's very serious in. And uh, but this one, I don't know. You get a very young Macaulay Culkin, and um, yes, and actually, uh, my kids were like, "Are you watching Home Alone?" I was like, "No, honey, it's not Home Alone." <laughs> I can see that though, because Alex yes. Alex came in and she was in. I don't think she's only watched it maybe once or twice with me, Uncle Buck. And so she was like, "Did you have Home Alone on?" I heard Macaulay Culkin. I'm like. No, honey, that's Uncle Buck. She's like, oh, okay, uh, but I actually forgot he was in this movie until I, we. A lot of people, watching. a lot of people forget about that fact. This is one of his first ever roles as. He's so cute in it too. He's very cute in it, and uh, to see him now and then in American Horror Story this past season was just so mind-boggling. That holy cow, he's playing a vampire. That's the same kid. Weird. It's the same kid. Yeah, but um, Lindsay, let, let, let me just. I can talk all day about Uncle Buck and John and, Hughes and, and 80s yeah, movies, but I want to hear from that, you. Okay, there's. I, I feel like we should just bounce back and forth on on the, these bits. But essentially, you know, he's playing the the single brother, mm. and the, his his brother calls him up and says, "Look, I got to go out of town. We've got a family emergency. I need you to come watch these kids." And he's like, "The like the most unlikely." to watch kids so mm-hmm. you know that's kind of sets you up for the okay i know how this movie's gonna go yep. it's very stereotypical style story so it's very predictable um so he shows up you know he he's he's getting his feel for the kids personalities you have the super bratty snotty teenager <laughs> that you have to deal with you have the 
the the the little girl that still has you know the monsters under the bed kind of thing going so on. Cute. So he's having to balance. She was adorable. So he's so having cute. to balance between those two personalities. And then I feel like Macaulay Culkin's character was more of like the the level headed, most responsible <laughs> of the group. <laughs> You know, he's like sitting there washing dishes in the kitchen and, and his mom calls and he's like, he's making me do everything. <laughs> Not only washing dishes, washing laundry in the dishes. In the Yeah, there's so much stuff happening there. What is happening there? so funny. But I mean, it's like every time you turn the corner on this movie, there is heartfelt funny action happening there between the uh the uh the teenager boyfriend with the hatchet scene that was hilarious yeah uh, sorry the alarms it's time off. to go to bed anyways it's time to go to bed everybody it's time to go to bed so, <laughs> usually i mute this out but it's my turn to talk so um yeah and and you know the the wife is like super paranoid because one her dad has a heart attack and she's worried about leaving the kids but then she has to worry about this crazy person that he she doesn't like having to take care of her kids too so i mean there's like this whole mix of stuff um one of the funniest scenes that i thought was the the dryer or the washer scene where the Mm -hmm. neighbor lady comes over and like is peeking through the door and he's like Make he's fighting with the washer, but it doesn't sound like he's fighting with the washer. It's very, it's very suggestive in <laughs> it's, its extremely um... suggestive. So I was just, uh, uh, it's it's funny because it has the one-liners and the small moments that add up to an overarching enjoyable story that's told. Right. Um, so I don't know what. Do you have things to add to it? Yeah, I, I, just, I mean, for me, it's just got heart, and it shows. It, it shows. I, I, all of John Hughes' movies have this teen angst against it, and and of course yeah. the, the teenager in this movie you really want to. Oh, hate she's her. very. Angsty. She's vicious. I she's, mean, even to she, the point of wrecking uh, wrecking uh, Uncle Buck's entire love life and future wife, and just yeah. I mean, she is backbiting, conniving. But then there's a very delicate moment when everything that Buck told her comes to happen because boys will be boys at that yes. age. And she is left very hurt, very vulnerable. But guess who's there not to question her about the night, to love but her. To, to give her some love and And some just support. to bring her home. I mean, that's just perfect John yeah. Hughes for you. That's, I mean, it's, it's great. Such good feels. I keep going back to this movie a lot because I, I love the soundtrack, too. You know, you got that. Oh, it's so good. You got that uh, wild thing, you know. He's walking down the hallway with the cigar and the sunshine, sun sunglasses on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, there, there, I mean, I could say, I don't think there's anything technically I could pull apart on this movie. I don't I think th- there's... I think it's just an overall feel-good movie where it's like... Yes, Mr. They Caliber. Start, they start, like, actor. you know, the sloppy single person that doesn't know anything, but then they end up growing... And yep. changing by the end of the movie into this better person at the end. And I think that's the reason why people love it so much. But also, the other characters in the movie do the same thing. They do they they all change together. Right. And grow together. And I think that's kind of why people enjoy it and love it so much. And, and there's another scene, too, I want to hit on. You know the scene where he, he makes his money by gambling? Yes. And he's in the car. He's got the kids. They're going to the track. And he's got this moment when he looks up in the rearview mirror. He realizes the error of his ways. And I think that was the pivotal turn moment for Uncle Buck and his story arc in this entire movie. He realizes it's not about him. It's about family. 
Exactly. And yeah, it's that's for me is just a beautiful thing to see, and I, I love it. And so, Lindsay, if you were going to rate Uncle Buck, like from from, you know, I know it's an eighties movie, zero but, to a hundred, yeah. like we normally do. <laughs> Um, I would put, um, I'm going to throw a 78 on this one. A 78? That's yeah. really good. That's not too bad. That's not too shabby. No, I'm actually, and I think actually what I'll do is I'm going to just only go two notches up above you. I'm going to go 80%. Okay, fair. I, I mean, I th- it's a great movie. It's, it, it, the time has, has treated it well. It has. You it know. shows up. It doesn't have any kind of crazy special effects, but Mm-mm. John Candy making a pancake. That's pretty I mean, funny, dude. I yeah, mean, it's pretty, legit. It's pretty that, good. In that table spread after he was done. Mm, Can we forget? I want to come over. Let's not breakfast. forget about the car. <laughs> the car <laughs> the is fire. Like, <laughs> she was like, hold on, wait for hold it. Your Just ears. plug your ears. Hold your ears. He's wait like, why? Bow. Speaking of waiting for it. Oh, my gosh. Well, hello. Well, hello. Well, what's up, Austin? Yeah. How'd you I done? fixed it. How you yeah. doing, buddy? Do I look okay? Do I sound good, everybody? You, you made look, it. You look like a sexy beast. Look at Aww. you. You made it. You we, made were ju- it. we were just uh, wrapping up uh, old Uncle Buck here. Did you Uncle have Buck? any thoughts well, on you, Uncle Buck? Did you get a chance to watch Uncle Buck? I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, unfortunately, but I, I, I do love the. It's it's another one, which we've covered a couple of these, another one of my dad's absolute John Hughes, man. favorite. Yeah, and, and John Hughes is a beast, as we know, one of my favorite comedic coming-of-age directors. Yes. It's a very different movie for him, right, compared to some of his, his other movies. And Yeah, uh, yeah Uncle Buck is, is definitely one of those. You've got your Shawshank Redemptions. Uh, your, some of your classic uh, 80s, 90s action movies, and then Uncle Buck is probably in that tier of movies I watched with my dad Aww. growing up that he absolutely loved. So yeah, it, it, it cracks holds me a special, up. holds a special place in my heart, man. It really Same. does. And it feels like a, a movie that holds up with its comedy, uh, comedy and of course the, the performances are all really great. So yeah, Uncle Buck is, is one that, uh, and sorry if I'm out of breath, I kind of just it's sprinted okay. down the stairs to get all right, there. So. Austin, it's okay. Shh. It's all right, buddy. It's Calm right. down. Dude, this dude has been on fire all day. He did a live stream earlier today unboxing his plaque for 100000 <laughs> Oh, you actually got your plaque. Oh, he got the plaque. He got the I plaque. Guess. Look I at it. Your, oh, See my it? gosh, it's so shiny. Yeah, Isn't look at that. Pretty? It's so mirror. It's so pretty. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Cute. Let's see if I can. Look at that. It's cute. Uh, look at that. It's look cute. at that right there. Look at that. It's so oh. shiny. It's actually like you would think it would be kind of cheap, but it was somewhat heavy. I opened it up. I'm like, oh my god! This is- what did you say? It was Boston Irk or something? Some kind of funny yeah, name. <laughs> I I said it would be me that they would mess up the name, so no. it comes out saying Boston Ark or something like oh. that. I'm like, well, well, be the most. <laughs> he tried. That's funny. Did they really mess it up? No, they no. didn't. No, no, no. Oh, okay, but good. I, no, I was he, like, oh my god. No, 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 no. I was ready for it when I did the unboxing. Oh, I'm like, okay. it's definitely going to be messed up, but it wasn't. John Barkerbarger in the chat. Yes, it's Timothy Burke. God, what's up, John? Yes. How you doing, buddy? He also said, oh, "Congrats on the silver button." Thank you, yeah. guys. Thank, thank you all. Yeah, I'm hyped. I just had uh, pizza at a party, so I'm, I'm awesome. coming off of. Uh, How's uh, Sam doing? Is he doing well? Always oh, wonderful. Shout dude. out he to was, Sam. How you doing? So, What's up, Sam? So surprised. Yeah, it's we're 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 uh, approaching his birthday, um, and I may or may not have got him some. Uh, hopefully, he's not watching some pop figures for his birthday because nice. he's been collecting pop figures. He's up to ten now. So. Oh, oh, ten! <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Well, I nice. wish I could say ten, hundred, but anyway, <laughs> thousand, <laughs> one million. million. Well, are you ready to talk of Ghostbusters Afterlife, guys? Oh my God, yeah. yeah. All right. So if you have not seen 
Ghostbusters Afterlife, please hit the pause button right now because we're going to be talking about some things that's not going to make your experience at all any good. Uh, so we're going to be talking about some things, some heavy-hitting things, especially those last few moments of the film. If you've not seen it, please pause, come back, watch it uh, when you have seen the film, okay? We'll be yes. right back. Spoiler alert warning, rolling now. You are about to enter a pop-up Spoiler alert. Beyond this point, there is no return. You have been warned. You have been warned. And we were talking um, uh, box office numbers this week in Austin. I believe it's $44 million in the domestic. Yeah. Uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all, considering this is not a Marvel movie or any kind of crazy... You know, this 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 was good. This was great well, for Sony Pictures. Well, and a movie that's been delayed, what, how many times now? Uh, and yeah. uh, the projections, I believe, were $28 million, So the fact that it went really? that far over. Uh, yeah, they were projecting very low for this film, uh, which they may have been doing that on purpose to say, oh, look, 44. But uh, <laughs> I still think oh. that's pretty pretty impressive given the circumstances. And I'll tell you what, everybody that was in my theater uh, there was a group of people that actually stood up and started clapping when the movie ended. So I think word of mouth is going to be really good for yes. this movie. So second weekend, I expect I agree it. with that statement. Word of mouth is going to be huge. Yeah. Especially going into the second weekend because everybody that's seen it this weekend is going to tell everybody, go watch it next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I wouldn't be shocked if this, this reigns number one for the following week. Is there any big movies coming out this week that could knock it out? Uh, there's the Disney movie Encanto, House of Gucci, which I don't think will score too big. Uh, so maybe Encanto might eat into it, but nothing live action that I think is nothing going to on a heavy. Hit. Okay, I think it'll so, hold yeah. hold its I do too. Well, we'll I do see too. what we can do about it. But uh, yeah. anyway, so I, I got to turn it to you, Austin, first because mm-hmm. I mean you weren't raised in the '80s. You were born in like what '93, '94. So you were 95. like '95. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, you're young. You're, you're more spry than I thought you were. Then. Uh, that's a spry young lad. Um, well, now we've been reviewing one and two already on PopX Cast. We've got those yes. out of the way. Yes, we have. What are your thoughts? I, I, I got to go to the critic first. What are your thoughts on, on Ghostbusters Afterlife? Joy, <laughs> happiness. I, I <laughs> yes, I, there hasn't been a blockbuster this year. That's evoked this sense of, and it's funny because, you know, I I watched Ghostbusters growing up, but it's not the franchise for me that carries a significant amount of nostalgia, right? There's nostalgia there, but nothing huge. I love the first one, right? Uh, But that's about as far as it goes. What this movie was able to do, which is exactly what I thought the 2016 version should have done, but didn't do that movie. That doesn't exist. That's a flusher. It's Mm. it's bad. It's it's really, really bad. But what this movie does is it gives us a compelling story, compelling characters. Um, It almost appeals to a little bit of a different audience, right? The first Ghostbusters, you know, kids, families, they they watched it and loved it. But this Ghostbusters, you actually have kids in the title roles, Mm. right? So this is a movie that is not only bringing in the older audience, those that have this nostalgia for it, that love the original movies, and they're nailing that audience, Right. But now you got a brand new generation of Ghostbusters lovers because you have kids at the center. Not only, you know, random kids, you got Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things, who, you know, everybody already loves. McKenna and then Grace. you have McKenna Grace. Oh. Yes. She is amazing as Phoebe. Phoebe. She is so good in this movie. I fell and so in love with her. It was yeah. 
I, I didn't expect it. I know she's a good actress, right? But capturing the essence of her, and of course, I mean, we know who her grandfather is, but that's a very specific type of character that it's really hard, I feel like, for a young actor or actress to nail, and she nails it, right? So you have a compelling lead. You have fun side stories along the way, uh, and I'll get into a couple nitpicks here in a second, but they start finding all of these Easter eggs and things that people will recognize, and ooh, look at that, oh, look at that. They train, and then we go on this epic third act quest that kind of brings everything together, Mm -hmm. and who better to get than Paul Rudd (laughs) with the comedic role? (laughs) So good, dude. It was so good. When he's acting like the demon in the third act, I'm like, that is why you get Paul Rudd, because he's so funny, right? Um, But then, you know, not only do you have all of those really cool things happening, but then the emotional impact. And Joe, I know I got a text from you when it was Mm. over. You texted me and said, man, oh man, the waterworks from the way this movie uh, turns out. And I will admit, Joe, I was just as like, I got teary-eyed. I genuinely got teary-eyed because of what they do. And, you know, I've seen some reviews and honestly not scoring all that well on Rotten Tomatoes. To be honest with you, it was 61% or something like that. And a lot of the reviews are, you know, basically they're leaning too heavy into nostalgia. And I can understand that to a degree. But some of the reviews said I didn't feel the passion behind it. Ooh. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, see, Austin, are they dead inside? If I may interrupt you just for one second, um, me and Lindsay were talking about this at the beginning of the show. Okay. All right. So today's film critics are very different than yesterday's film critics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because everybody today is looking for films like Dune, Endgame, sure. Infinity War, you know, epic stories that have massive universes that open up. And you get to a story that's almost like a young Steven Spielberg-style story where, you know, you feel like you're watching Goonies or, or something along those lines. you got the misfit band of teenagers out mm-hmm. doing, doing their usual trope of, of whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. And it, I, I'm, I'm kind of rem- reminiscent of Siskel and Ebert, the old yeah. days of film critics. And I don't think today's genre, and I'm not including in you this because you appreciate the nostalgia, Absolutely. but a lot of critics today weren't even alive when the first one came out. It's true. And they're reviewing things on a whole new level because cinema today is not like cinema yesterday. No, we all can no. agree it's on that. It's changed a lot. It's changed yeah. dramatically. Uh, so I believe that's a little bit of what the breakdown is about, personally. I believe that that's why there's no emotional connection, because no. they don't understand the first two films. And yeah. that's why they're detached. Yeah, I was definitely mentioning that earlier, that I was like, I bet you some of these people haven't even seen the original two before they yeah. watch the new one. And it's just going in off of that one experience. Mm-hmm. You have to have a full spectrum to be able to appreciate this third movie, because I it agree. is the third in a trilogy, people. Mm-hmm. You have to know the whole storyline. I agree. Well, it's it's a movie by the fans because, I mean, you could even go into who's directing it. Yeah, obviously a huge fan and, and by the fans for the fans. Okay. Right. But, you know, sometimes we do like, you know, Rise of Skywalker was they included a lot of nostalgic and Easter egg things, but they didn't have a good story to back it up. Right. Right. Whereas this film has the story and the simplicity, Joe, I think that's the best comparison to make is a Spielberg-esque 80s movie with the simplistic story a group of kids discovering things for the first time coming of age yep you also implement all of that action and what visual effects today are able to do is they're able to take what the ghostbusters can do and make it so much more realistic and beautiful and lifelike and 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 yeah sure the third act 
I felt as if it was maybe a little rushed prior to the beautiful ending, uh, maybe a little rushed, and I would have liked more from Finn Wolfhard's story. And yeah, it is kind of just a bunch of kids discovering things that make that will make fans go ooh ah e. But the kids are so compelling, and the dialogue is so engaging. What's wrong with that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what's what's the problem with that? So I, for yeah. one, thought Afterlife did everything it needed to do to be a proper follow-up to the first two Ghostbusters movie and I movies and I hope they continue with this because I want to see where these characters go from here. Yeah. I really, well, really do. They are going to continue with this, as you well know. They better. If you sat yeah. in the theater long enough, you will know this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, just so much great information there, Austin, that you just shared with us about your heart. And I, I love you as a cousin, but I love you as a film critic as well because you, you appreciate the nostalgic as well as the new. Yeah. I mean, you can look at Dune on one plane and you can, you can rate it and, and give it a review on that one, but then you can look at a movie like Ghostbusters Afterlife and appreciate the lore that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of critics don't get that. So I applaud you for what you're doing. But I think, honestly, for me, there there was a couple of quirks. I want to talk about the couple of quirks right quick. Okay. It was with the teenagers. Um, I had some issues like when... Finn, I, I call him Finn. I, I can't remember his name, but I just know him by his actor's name. Trevor when, is his character. Okay. Oh, yeah. When they went up to the mountaintop and they went down into the well and they looked in the well, and I never will forget, you know, the look of his, his the girl that worked at the burger joint, the love interest of, of him, Trev's interest. She went, oh. Yeah. I, all right, so if I you're going to see a level five <laughs> apparition in your face, Oh. And you're seeing a demon manifest well, right happened. in front of you. Are you going to go, oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I had a huge problem with that. Did she ever get a name? I don't recall her name. Burger Lady. Yeah, Burger Chick. Burger Chick. Well, Spinner, Spinner's Chick. From, for Phoebe, for McKenna Grace's character, she says in the film, she's like, I handle overstimulation with calmness, basically yeah. saying I don't react. So they she establish how she's going to react. Right. But why is her brother and why are all those kids, you know, the, the demons fly out of the mountain and they're just like, oh, wow. Dude, I, when I, I had that same reaction in the theater, I remember sitting there like, okay, we got to go back to Ghostbusters 1. Yeah. Everybody in Manhattan's freaking out because, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, Gozer's on top of a building right now and everybody, the, the entire block is freaking out. Yeah. Right. And then you've got well, five kids and they're like, Can I take a stab at the explanation of this? It's probably not accurate at all. Okay, so we are stuck in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, by the way, if anybody didn't pick that up. Okay. Um, that the this this movie is based in a shitty town in Oklahoma. So um (laughs) these people have been experiencing these seismic moments for years. There's the whole reason why Paul Rudd's character is there. He is studying the tremors and, and trying to figure out what the heck is causing it all. And the town already knows about the dirt farm and, and how it's kind of haunted because it's always experiencing these weird, unexplained things. And the city and the townspeople make many references to spirits. So it's kind of been happening for a long time. So I'm sure they're kind of like not phased 
by the simple basic ghost experiences. But if something like what Joe sure. was saying on the top of the mountaintop happened, well, I think demon I would be reacting a little bit differently. <laughs> I'll be wearing my brown pants that day. Let me tell you something right now. I mean, if there's a demon manifest... in general, I think the... Um, not the new kids, obviously, but the locals, I would yeah. think, probably would be approaching the experience of having a ghost in their life a little bit differently. The locals are desensitized. Yes, exactly. I think. Yeah, I, I, you know, the new kids are just like, oh... Well, you know, we're exploring this. Oh, wow, that's an apparition. That's a, you know, there's Muncher. He's a, you know, he's a class four. Uh, okay. Munch, Muncher's Josh Gad, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> interesting, cool. interesting cast on that one. Um, I wonder if he did the facial, the facial uh, 3D animation on that one probably. as well. Probably facial. Oh, yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, I believe that was a couple of gripes. And there's a couple of gripes with the story arcs. Um, didn't really get a, any closure with, like, we got closure, obviously, with the end of the film, but there was some family stuff that I, I felt that could have been tapped into a little bit more. Agreed. And I'm hoping that Jason Reitman will have an extended version that will explore mm. the last 30 minutes of the film. And, you know, for me, the battle with Zod, I mean, not Zod, shoot, <laughs> Zod. Now we're in Superman. Gozer. General Zod. Uh, General Zod. <laughs> General Zod. In, um, you're, you're talking um, about Gozer, right? Gozer, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Gozer the Conqueror. Um, I, I feel that was very rushed. Was that Olivia Wilde? It was Olivia Wilde. Yes, Holy cow. Yes. Yeah. She looked beautiful. That was an amazing Gozer. Uh, yes. Amazing that makeup. suit with all the crystal. Oh, my gosh. It was yeah. legit. so pretty and creepy all at the it, same time. That's such a weird combination <laughs> of feelings. I, I feel but, that that um, could have been expanded a little bit more. Like that battle scene. It felt very rushed. It did rushed. feel a little rushed. A little but, rushed, you know. But but again, do you feel like it needed to be dwelled upon because we already battled her once in the previous movies? Sure. It's a good outlook. It, it was a good outlook, but I think... It's like, Oz, yeah, we get it. With the concept, you kill the dogs, you kill the guy, you cross the streams. The fact that she uncrossed the streams was fun. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. I felt that she was a little more powerful in this she one. She did, I yeah. Too. She came back with a little, you know, she'd been working out, doing yeah, some of those, been, you know... Yeah, Gozer been been hitting the gym at Planet Fitness a little bit much. Ninety minute abs. <laughs> yeah, tapes. she's been she's been pumping it up. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, I kind of feel though I was hoping for that one climactic moment when something giant would come alive, like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow oh, Man or the yeah. Statue of Liberty. Oh, yes. I was like kind of hoping some new for monster, it. or yeah. you know, something would just come out of the depths. Like one of them would have thought, you know, choose the the form of your deceiver or your you know your whatever, and it, something would come out of the pit. It was just hilarious. Nobody yeah. expected. Yeah. But you know, I understand it. You know, I you not want to take a it. God, are you a god? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> the answer is obviously yes. Yes, <laughs> so good. How are so we having good. a stumped moment on this? That's so. Uh, uh, Lindsay, um, well, yes. give us give us some of your. Uh, you went with the whole fam, or just you and Josh? I we're gonna have to come back and do a second round for okay. the family because I had to squeeze this in because we did have to go out of town this weekend gotcha. so we had a little pressed on time but I snuck in and got a matinee on Friday and man was this such a great movie I was in love with Phoebe the entire time <laughs> from the first time I saw her on screen where she's pushing her glasses up and you know the whole chess game and finding the little meter on the ground and chasing it around the house you know finding and connecting with her 
grandfather mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. so cool. And that really, really tied in that emotional moment that you needed to build on throughout the whole movie, which I feel is what actually makes this whole movie yeah. alone. The rest of it's extra for me. That whole storyline with her and her relationship with her grandfather in the very end coming together with the <sighs> the ghosty feels. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did not expect that to happen. I did not either. And, the, and I just lost my mind my whole face was wet red and ugly um so uh and and then the rest of the ghostbusters showing up at the end and bringing their extra packs in to help defeat the bad guy at the end oh my gosh that was just like the best thing ever so um the uh the rest of the kids were great i was actually surprised at how well they crossed the generational gap here they did and they told the story and they were they were entertaining with even the little mini marshmallow guys with the, I love those the guys. you know the grill where we're making <laughs> s'mores and there's yeah there that whole thing was great paul was funny he wasn't like over the top stupid but he was just the right amount just of comedy yep. that yeah. you needed to keep carrying and moving forward but the guy that i the character that i liked a lot was podcast 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 was amazing. He He never had an official name either. He's just called Podcast. His name was Podcast. Uh, (laughs) Logan Kim is the actor's name, and he really carried this movie for the the youth connection Mm -hmm. for the comedy. So you have adult comedy with with Rudd, and then you have the youth capture with Logan Kim, and those two working together were just brilliant the entire time so it's really a thing a, a fantastic balance of fan service in bringing in the new audience and and also pleasing the old audience and it was just this nice little crock pot of love at the end of the movie and i really really appreciated how they did it it really um it did the series justice and i don't even want to think about the other movie that they made Mm. with the ladies that's not even we're not we're not <laughs> that, anything, that, that, that's just yeah. not even right anymore we're not, <laughs> you know and, and and so we've all been talking about this last culmination of the moments so let's just talk about it yes um you know we're seeing our band of misfit teenagers fighting and gozer is winning that all of a sudden three streams of a proton packs come out from nowhere yes. and we the camera pans up and it's bill murray dan Aykroyd. And the whole trio are there, Ernie Hudson as well. And it was so good to see those three guys back in the uniforms. Uh, And and Bill Murray was just literally all heart in this performance. He he, he carried his wit throughout his performance, but remained true to the Vankman uh, mantra because, you know, he's kind of an airhead. Um, But it was just so well done. It was just, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And I, I didn't know what was coming up next. But the moment that Gozer dies and we see that Phoebe is trying and struggling and holding and then we just see this hand come down and grab. That right there was hold. the I was like, that is holy cow, it's it. Egon, it's Egon. And it. all of a sudden the camera pans. I'm getting pans. goosebumps right now I just thinking about I am that too. moment. And the camera pans up and it's Harold Ramis. <laughs> yes. I'm like, how the frick did they do that? The it was so good. Like visually there, yes. Oh my uh, gosh, 
so good. I do. I, actually, I have I have crazy yeah, good. I feel kidding. like myself kind of welling up here. I, I feel have to like watch. Harold's right here hugging me. Right I now. mean, I'm and telling I, you. I understand. Like he's a transparent ghost, so obviously it's more believable. But don't you guys think that's some of the best CGI, like <laughs> human CGI, you've ever seen? Because oftentimes they struggle so hard to like when they were doing, you know, Princess Leia and all of these other things, mm. and they do it a lot in the Marvel movies, de aging. And I understand, right? So. They had an advantage because he was yeah. slightly transparent, but so even good. then, it was remarkable. Like some of the yeah. best effects I've yeah. ever seen. It making was, a person, uh, it's incredible. It was. I, I, um, I knew that he was going to be in this movie, and, and I knew that they were going to be bringing some of those effects in. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Like same. at the very, very beginning of the movie, when they're introing it and they're kind of telling, catching you up on the times per se yeah. of what they've been doing, and it, you never see his face. You see mm. his hair, you see his body style, you maybe even see the rim of his glasses, but you never fully see his face yeah. until the very end of the movie. Yes. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But here's another Perfect. thing, too, that I, I really loved. They didn't have an actor coming in to impersonate his voice. Yes. Absolutely. They kept him silent because he's in the ghost world. Yes. yes. And it made so much sense. Oh, it, it so just, powerful that way. It was, I mean, that moment when we look up and he nods down at Phoebe, Good God Almighty, I got goosies. I got goosies, man. Ackroyd, dude, Ackroyd Murray, they have tears in their eyes. No, man. I got like freaking tears just talking about this crap right now. What the heck? Because this scene, for them to shoot this, right? Because clearly they're all doing this out of tribute. And for them to shoot this scene knowing that he's going to be present, you you could tell they were all just about to break down. Yeah. It was. Oh, my God. It's heavy, bro. It's heavy. Oh, my God. And I mean, Harold Ramis. I mean, was a profound storyteller and 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 wrote so many amazing movies on his own. Uh, yes. I don't know if you guys know this, but he wrote and directed Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and Danny DeVito. That's such a yeah, good one. I mean, and it's just, oh gosh, it's so good. But for me, that was definitely the highlight of the film. Uh, that was the moment when I was just sitting there, a hot mess in my chair in the theater. Yeah. I I was I didn't have any tissues. I was wiping it on my shirt and on my sleeve, and it was just it was horrible. It was disgusting. I had like things coming out. I had protoplasm coming out of my nose. (laughs) It was great. It was I had a I had a phase four electro protoplasm. Anyway, um, it was just amazing. And then we haven't talked about yet though. Well, we got to get to the end scene, the credit post post credit scenes. Um, So the first one. Love it. Love it. <laughs> it was Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver. Oh, and so good. The I'm machine, so glad that she came back for this. The machine that he was using in the first movie, Sigourney was using it on him. Yeah. But there's an interesting catch. Every time she held up a card, he knew what was the card was. Yep. Yeah, yeah. How did he know that? It, they were marked. Yeah. You think so? Well, she even asked him. Well, I don't know, though, because there was no identification. I Remember... In part two, Bill Murray, well, his his character, Vankman, Peter Vankman, hosted a car- uh, a show called The Psychics. Uh, yeah, remember yeah. that? Some kind of That's like true. psychic show. And yeah. so I, I I don't know. I think it was a kind of a funny callback. But Sigourney Weaver giving giving Bill Murray a jolt of juice was hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, which good. It means that she's still part of this universe. She started. Yes. And we and look in this back in a sitting setting. It almost looks like it could be Sigourney's old apartment or an apartment from part two. Uh, yep. We don't know where she's at, but it looks like a cityscape style setting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But John in the chat room. Yeah. Yeah. They were marked. 
Yeah, they yeah. might. <laughs> um, also, too, uh, we need to talk about the second one because the second one is the second one was great. Blow the roof yeah. off of everything. Um, Austin, do you want to take the lead on the second post and, and give us a little breakdown on it? No, you you go ahead because I, I got I got some thoughts. I got okay, some thoughts. You got okay. Th- okay. Yeah, yeah. I got some well, thoughts. we we get a glimpse of Annie Potts. There's a scene that was I don't I've never seen this. It must have been some kind of unreleased scene of Harold Ramis and Annie Potts talking about a coin. And he's like, This is a rare coin and there's only like two in the world and and then it fast forward cuts to modern day and she's sitting there holding that coin Playing that that, coin, yeah. that Egon had gave her. And 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 Ernie's talking about, you know, yeah, I'm so blessed and fortunate that I've acquired, you know, this vast enterprise of wealth and I'm very humbled and, and anything I can do, I can do. And the next scene we see the literally the door open on the old firehouse the and fire Ecto one rolling in. And so the assumption is he's bought the firehouse yeah, and he's redoing and he is putting all of his money, well, not all of his money, but he's putting his money back into rejuvenating and reviving the Ghostbuster brand. Well, and you York. saw that the vault was still blinking. That's the thing, though. That's what I was getting to. The vault looks like it's about to have a major malfunction. Yes. Because it's been left untouched for 35 yes. years. Yes. It's about yes. to The get power loose. grid is about to go down. Yes. Austin? Well, that, that's, that's exactly where I was going. I mean, they're, they're clearly teasing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they not only, you know, bring back everything nostalgic that we know. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get more, bring in more, you know, bigger actors to play some more characters and do a full-on, like, not Ghostbusters Academy or anything like yeah. that, but yeah. have maybe multiple teams of Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters in training. Like, how cool would it see? Uh, would it be in part two if we join them and they're like training new Ghostbusters? Oh, the, the possibilities are endless. If you remember on that phone, Phoebe call, will be one of them. Yeah, I think she'll be one of the main ones too. Like yeah. the yeah. the big you, ones. If you yeah. remember on that phone call that Phoebe made to the store. He explained that, you know, in our heyday, there was, you know, tons of us and we were doing such a good job that we basically yes, worked ourselves point. out of our business. So um, whatever they rounded up is about to get loose. And so they're going to have to do a lot more recruiting. Does that yeah. mean that um, Igor the, Ego the Carpathian from part two is coming back? It's possible. <laughs> Vigo, He's in there. Vigo the Carpathian? I mean. Yes. I would be okay with that. Yeah. That would be interesting. But we know Slimer is probably in the in the containment unit, and among many other crazy things that they've gotten, it would be interesting to see what had happened between the gap of the Ghostbusters two and the time they left the firehouse. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like yeah. We're, what's that? Give us that. What's that? Thirty years there. Give us an animated. Yeah. Give us yeah, an animated something. Series. You know, or yeah. some kind of maybe streaming. Uh, bring the story out. Give us the middle years. Yeah. Um, but you know, the only character we're missing is Lewis, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know Rick Moranis is not good old, good old Rick. I don't think he's going to be showing up, but man, would not, he was invited complete set. He was invited, <laughs> but it, it, who's to say he may not come back. Who's to say he won't. I mean, maybe he'll watch this movie and be like, I want to be a part of the sequel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But maybe. well, you know, Rick Moranis's wife died mm-hmm. and that's what made him leave Hollywood to raise his children. His family. Yeah. yeah. And so I mean, this being such a family driven film with children. Yeah. That might be the thing that Maybe. that makes him come back. Rick, 
Come back, man. We love you. But anyway, uh, I know, but doubtful. I get it. So there it is, guys. I mean, there's so much to unpack in this movie. There's great exploration. It feels like you're watching an 80s action movie from it, it, i got a little bit of et vibes i got a little yeah. bit of goonies vibes yeah. um i i got a little bit of uh all of that kind of and it, it was really good uh, really well done by jason reitman yes um did you want I, me to do my show and tell yes yes do your show and tell yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay so you guys so now we've we've broken down the movie so you know where my head's at right when i'm walking out of the theater and i see this <laughs> look at that dude this is what i see what? yeah let when i it. walk out of my theater let me see if i can spotlight you here hold on a minute let's see <laughs> no yeah i see this when i walk out of my theater and i'm like you know all teary faced and i'm like no flipping way you've got to be <laughs> kidding me right now this is crazy yeah i see the ecto-1 look at that look at on that a trailer. Dude. They are prepping for an event, obviously, for the night. But, oh, my gosh. It's an actual I replica, dude. I was so excited that I immediately called Joe on the phone. She did. We, like, we had There were some over, FaceTimes involved in this. Pull over. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing right now, but you need to stop it and look. <laughs> so wow. I had to share this moment with you guys, too, because, oh, my gosh, this is just such good Geeky and it goodness. makes sense that it showed up in Oklahoma. That's where you are, Oklahoma yeah, exactly. City. Exactly. I, I am thinking. in Oklahoma yeah. City. Yeah. So this is at the the Warren Theater. That's Can oh. you can we go back to the first one, the front shot? Yes, hold wow. on. I'll that that front shots, that's front shots wicked. Yeah, it's really cool. Dude, that is crazy. There we go. Look, at, the first look at that. Look at the theater. That theater looks dope. Theater. Yeah, this Warren Theater is like legit. I theater absolutely theater. adore it. Yeah. But that's um, awesome, Lindsay. So that that was what I got greeted with when I walked out of my theater. I was like, thank God I did a matinee today. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good stuff, so, guys. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, are you guys ready to officially give our review? Uh, did, Absolutely. We, did we leave anything? I think we covered everything, right? I think we covered our. I think we hit the, all the big points. I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, the, this is good for Ghostbusters, this is good for the franchise. Uh, Dan Aykroyd had no idea when he wrote Joe didn't the first get one. any um, ecto-cooler, though. That was kind of a bummer. Uh, and I've been tweeting and Instagramming them nonstop and still no freaking ecto-cooler. Mm. I might have to I might have to call on my 100,000 subscriber cousin to, to tweet them and see <laughs> if they can get me some freaking ecto-cooler. But they made it. They made it, and they didn't manufacture it. Like, they didn't yeah. distribute it. It's only for a PR events. And I'm yeah. like... That's dumb. It's probably just you, leftovers from right. the previous movie. Um, yeah. well, no, that would be like that would not be lime green by five <laughs> years from now. I mean, that would be disgusting. It was twenty sixteen, so that 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 would probably be. Never like, know. That'd be kind Preservatives. of disgusting. Anyway, uh, all right. So let's start with ladies first. I'll go yes. then Austin. All right, Austin. Oh my gosh. Well, you got um, Lindsay. How do I even put a number to this other than like ninety seven? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. I'm going to put 97 on that, by Dang, the way. Dang, girl. Wow. It's good. Did and you I hear wanna, that, I'm, Matt Sanders? I want to, like, double dip wow. on this view, viewer. I want to, as soon as I walked out of that theater, I want to turn back right back around and go buy another ticket and go watch it again. Wow. I love this freaking movie. It's amazing. Holy Matt Sanders. <laughs> I love you, Matt Sanders, wow. from the Fantastic. Ghostbusters containment unit. I know you're wow. watching. 
Um, yeah, 97. That's dope. 97. I'm, I'm going 88%. Very nice. nice. I'm going 88. I mean, it was, it was dope. It had everything I wanted and then some. Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 78, uh, which is still, I mean, going in with my expectations, not low, but like, okay, this is going to be good. I, I walked out just I, I ready. Like Lindsay said, <laughs> I was ready to go back. And I, I really and just wanted to flip again. right around and get a refill and go yeah. back for it again. Cause it was so good. It's, it's a so great good. movie. So it's good. a great movie. Uh, yeah. good, good job. Uh, everybody involved with this film. I can't wait to see another one. Good job. Lived up to the hype. Lived up to the hype. Golf clap. Golf clap, guys. All righty. Well, there you go, guys. That's the official PopX score of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, man, it, and Austin, right at the last minute, coming in to save the day, he's here to give his review. Uh, again, huge congrats to, our, to my amazing cousin here for uh, literally reaching 100,000, getting the plaque, opening it up today on his show. Dude, you're just kicking some butt, taking some names. We love you. Thanks, man. You're welcome, bro. All right, so you ready to wrap this up? Yes, yeah. sir. Let's do it. Go ahead, Austin. Kicking names and taking butt. <laughs> yeah. I'm Austin. I like taking butts. <laughs> Love taking butt. Dude. You guys can find me uh, at the Birkinator on uh, Instagram, Letterboxd, the Twits. Twits. <laughs> wanna, we love the there? Twits. <laughs> we love the Twits. I'm a Twit. Uh, we are part of the newly formed <laughs> Knit Twit. creative group known as the creative multiverse uh, for more great media content and artwork uh, find us on facebook groups and now on discord yeah. discord at yeah. the creative multiverse if you are a creative produce content or have a talent you would like to see it would like for you guys to share it with us in the multiverse y'all we get the discord we we, we got the discord, got discord everybody now. needs to get up in there and get all we're discord we're discording mm. okay I feel dis- a discord going on uh, you see discord uh, Speaking of Discord, you can connect with us on all other social media sites as well. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and everywhere else on the internet. At PopXCast is the handle. Make sure if you're wanting to send us an email for some reason, you can send it over to our address, PopXCast at gmail.com. It's true. And for any future and past shows that you're curious about, mm-hmm. you can go to our official website, www popxcast.com and i am joseph burke aka joseph burke arts all over social media of course hats off to my amazing team popx as always austin and Lindsay. thank you guys and that's it for this episode but we'll see you next time check this out guys already got the graphic made if you're watching on the live stream there's episode 135 for you we are going to be talking about the first two episodes of hawkeye and on the retro rewind national lampoons Christmas vacation coming to you right there. Yeah, did I break wind clock? Is yeah. Rusty still in the Navy clock? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so That's we'll be reviewing the 1989 timeless classic with Chevy Chase. You have to. It's December. It's you. You got it to. It needs to happen. Yeah. It needs to happen. Go get my stogie. All right, so you guys have an amazing rest of your night. We'll see you next time in two weeks right here on PopX Cast. Take care and we'll see you next time. From everyone at PopX Cast. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that notification bell so you know when we go live next. Drop us an email, popxcast at gmail.com. Throw us up a like on Instagram and all those other social media outlets. At Pop X Cast. Until next time.